Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Baka 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 Podcast. It's amazing how every time you open your mouth, you prove you're an idiot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a mini-sode of Baka Baka Baka. Normally, we are an anime podcast. We talk about anime. We watch shows. We talk about them. There's lots of talking. But every other week, we talk about other stuff with our talks, and we talk about subjects that we feel like talking about. To do this, I need the help of my co-hosts. Let me introduce them. First, we have the jammers to my jammers, Jeremy. How are you doing, man? Pretty good. And my jammer jammers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's it. Um, that, that's pretty much it. It's it's been a lot of schoolwork. Um, I've got like three weeks, four weeks left, and so like all the finals are final stuff are starting all at the same time. So it's been a long time since I've ever, you know, well not ever, but it's been a long time since I've dealt with school. So this is fun. That's quite a pop. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we are professionals in our minisodes. Always that's right. <laughs> And then we have the popping nutter to my butter. <laughs> Jason, how are you? <laughs> uh, doing fantastic. Um, what's been going on? I had something I wanted to talk about. Shoot. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. That's awesome. Um, uh, Imperion got uh, a Unity update, and so that's doing fantastic. Don't don't ask him. Just let it go. Don't do it. <laughs> it's the Minecraft in space. No. Oh, I think I've heard of that one. Yeah, we like assemble structures of blocks. No, no, forget about the game. Forget about the game. Okay. I've been playing <laughs> Space Beast Terror Fright. Oh God, that's right. <laughs> it is the best faithful like. Uh, <laughs> Colonial Marine Aliens game I've ever played. Um, and it is fantastic. It's just, uh, it's scary. It's lots of epilepsy and, mm-hmm. um, it's roguelike. So when you die, you lose everything, which is, which is great. <laughs> and it's co-op. If you don't shoot your ally by accident and disable <laughs> pieces of their suit. <laughs> Which happens all the time with a couple of buddy of mine. We've been playing together. Hop around the corner, we're just so twitchy and like four rounds going to my buddy. He's like, hi! I needed that infrared. Right. How's Troy? He's good. Um, Troy's broken from last week's submission. <laughs> yeah, I'm still recovering. <laughs> uh, Mob Psycho's helping, though. I hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. I watched two Disney movies back to back. I fell asleep for one of them and I missed the first half of the other one. So I don't really feel like my reviews are that good, but Mary Poppins Returns is only meh and Rec- Ralph Rex the Internet is not as good as the first one, but it still had an emotional core. Just didn't resonate as strong. Yep. I actually saw both of those on the same night. Tanya got both of them at Redbox and. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, the Mary Poppins one was rough. That one. Oh, that's was right. Rough. That's right. You don't like musicals. <laughs> oh my god, that one was rough. Um, I can't see Disney movies lately unless it's Marvel or Star Wars. Just, yeah, yeah. 
I, I, I'm trying not to talk too much about Star Wars. I know I've been, you know, Star Wars celebration happened and I was just, it's like Christmas for me, but uh, let's move on to the mini sub topic. Okay. Oh, that's great. I love Star Wars. Woohoo. Um, Jeremy, Jeremy, you, you picked this topic. We're, we're talking about non-human characters in stories and, and really kind of going into what they can bring to stories, but also kind of using some examples and stuff. And so, Jeremy, like I said, you picked this, so why don't you start us off? So, uh, of course, this came to mind because of the anime that we just finished watching, right? There's this amazing potential where you have a character coming into the story. The main protagonist is supposed to be a slime, right? And so all of the interesting things that that brings to the table, but very quickly gains the ability to become a human form, and kind of stops being a slime, but starts being just a human with some interesting slime powers. Or Yes, exactly. And so it, it got me to thinking, you know, how many animes have I seen where they actually take a decidedly different approach than just a standard recognizable human or humanoid character? Like, are there animes with like, a dog as a main character? I saw one where there was a basketball as a main character. I don't know anything about it, but I saw it. There's an anime right now that's about my roommate is a cat, but he, the cat's not the main character. The roommate, <laughs> the uh-huh. main guy is, uh, and it's about him having to deal with his own social anxieties and he thinks the cat's trying to murder. I think we come across the same problem that monster movies come across. And I think a lot of directors will speak the same thing, which I tend to, or I want to disagree with, but I'm not sure I'm correct, is that without the human element, without the story and tragedy of the human experience, you don't have an entertaining piece mm-hmm. of it. Uh, that's why the latest, well, the when Godzilla got rebooted again in America, we literally got 11 minutes of him in a nearly two-hour movie. Uh, Which there's nothing wrong with if you understand Godzilla movies. Right, absolutely. Um, That wasn't a complaint or critique. That was just uh, illustrating the point that the human experience tends to be the more compelling thing Mm. than the monsters themselves. And so usually when you have a non-human as a character in a story, they're either the plot device, the thing that is uh, the bad guy, or they're humanized. So, like, for instance, in the slime uh, anime we just watched, all of them were humanized. None of them felt like not human. They were just looked not human. Uh, but the first thing that came to my mind when you mentioned this was um, Knights of Sidonia and how the the monster basically took humans, or at least took a human form, mm-hmm. And we could still feel something for it, even though it barely talked and it didn't have um, human reactions or movement. But it still had that, like, almost animalistic, like, pain mm-hmm. look to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it strikes me as interesting. I remember that there was a... Um, I don't remember if I read it or if I heard it on a podcast somewhere or something. But um, it was the people who were developing the force unleashed and they were writing the story for it and they, they wanted some ideas. And so if I remember correctly, they actually got to sit down and talk with George Lucas and they, they asked him what his tip would be. And they said that you need to have a character that is 
going to be someone that the audience can connect with, just like you're saying, Jason. And so they said, well, here's what we've got so far. Um, we've got a Wookiee scoundrel. And George Lucas said, did you not, were you not listening? <laughs> I said, you need a character that people can, that means human. You need a human. So yeah, I completely agree with you. I think that that's the reason that it's not present, but I, I kind of, I want to suspect that, or I want to doubt that, like maybe it just hasn't been explored enough. Maybe there is a potential there. It would be interesting to see. We have a lot of anime where the characters are, they look human, they sound human, they have a human behavior, they're humanoid, like we have vampires, we have robots, we have monsters, and yet there are interesting restraints or constraints put upon them, like Tokyo Ghoul comes to mind, um, another one's Claymore comes to mind, um, where the characters, yeah, they are human, but they have to deal with things that aren't human. Is that, like, does that have to be the farthest that we go? In in that line, the one I had, as far as main characters, this is really hard to think of with main characters. You either almost always have robots or, um, but the one I came up with was Land of the Lustrous. And on the outside, very, very human. But because you make them non-human, you can present a whole new different set of rule set for what's safe, what's dangerous, what they can and can't do. And, and explore the complexities of that and, and even change what's moral, right? Like if, if I shatter you and destroy you, but I put you back together, did I do something wrong? Um, whereas with a human form, if I put my fist in your chest, okay, well, that was bad. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I would actually really like to see some more explorations into it. I, I can't think of any offhand. Well, there, there is the greatest non-human anime of all time. Oh, Hamtaro. Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Dragon Ball Hamtaro. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z Hamtaro, where the hamsters dest- destroy their cages in the first episode and then just elevate from there. <laughs> no, like, like literally, when I think of examples, I'm like Hamtaro, but that's a horrible example. <laughs> I know nothing about Hamtaro. I mean, I've heard the name before, but I know nothing about it. Well, besides the great catchy sound soundtrack, <laughs> Hamtaro, little hamsters, big adventures. Um, it, it was it was like a kids anime about hamsters having fun adventures. It was almost like Wonder, Wonder Babies, or yeah, it was not quite Wonder Pets. <laughs> Wonder I Pets remember. has a special place in hell. <laughs> One of the ones that comes to my mind for me that isn't an anime is Secret of Nim. And that was pretty cool. Or the Redwall stories are another one that, that comes to mind. That's a book series. But, but, then, but like again, even, even though we've gotten far away from the human form, they're still just yeah. in a different setting. True. It's like anthropomorphic people, basically. So what I was thinking is that when you have non-human characters, and not specifically primary, but you can really ask... What is human? That's one of the best purposes they can serve. We see it all the time with robots, but you can do it with monsters too. Mm-hmm. Um, the one I really like the most lately is Castlevania, not an anime, but animated, uh, mm-hmm. and, and how human Dracula was in it so much so that he is doing a crazy, horrible thing to the actual human race who didn't act human and he's getting revenge on them. And then, you know, the other vampires are like, Hey, yeah, they totally deserve it, but isn't that also our food? <laughs> and, and 
because of his human emotion, you know, that's is what turned him into a villain, not the supernatural aspect of his his character. Um, so you can kind of explore stuff with with things like that. Um, the homunculus and uh, uh, full full uh, great one. Yeah, because every one of them had different constraints than what regular people would have. Uh, also fighting with this whole identity crisis. Mm-hmm. Very, technically, they didn't have an identity. Mm. Right. Right. You're, you're, you're something grown up in a lab. Do you deserve to be treated like a person? Mm-hmm. Oh, at work. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very much like the robot. Uh, what was that one that we watched? Dimension W? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very similar concept there. That was yeah. weird to get the, you know, the accidental walk-in bathroom shot on a robot. No. <laughs> oh yeah, I complained about that. <laughs> it's, it's it's not as bad as as Chobit's Chobit's activation sequence. Yes, yes. So, um. I wanted to give a special shout out to a very non-human character uh, who I think represents some some of the funner aspects you could do with anime. And this is more kind of on a comedy side than you know exploring humanity. Uh, Luna from Sailor Moon, the cat uh, yeah. who, who could talk to Sailor Moon and stuff. I think it's always funny when you put a human personality into an animal, and then that that person's that person has to experience the indignities of that animal <laughs> and has to come to terms with it. Or like, yeah, I'm a person, but also I just heard a can of tuna fish open. And so I have to leave the situation. <laughs> and I, I, that always strikes me as funny. So, um, and then also special shout out to Ayn from Cowboy Bebop, the dog, the super smart dog who never mm. talks, that never acts like a person, but is clearly a character of the crew. Um, He's he's definitely a favorite of mine. So when you said when you said non-human, I I had a hard time with like fantasy stuff, especially thinking of characters. But animals, I got lots of cool animals yeah, in anime yeah. that that are smart. Not necessarily or, uh, main characters, but are definitely there supporting yeah, the main. Yeah, main characters yeah. are very hard. Or Cubey. Yeah, Cubey. Gotta love Cubey. Um, I I just remembered that there are a couple anime, at least one that I heard of and i've never watched it but wolf's reign where oh. yeah there's like transformation back and forth between being a wolf and being human you're That's right that i know about it that was an example i i had thought of and i forgot to write it down um sure. yeah so so wolf's reign is about wolves um this is another one that kind of looks at the, the humanity aspect because humans are the enemy trying to stop the wolves from saving the world the wolves can take human form to hide among the humans because they had been hunting them and they're mystical creatures, but they are not human. And it's made very clear that these are not people. That, but it, it uses that to almost elevate them above humanity, that they're more noble. They are the ones who are going to save us and where the humans are like just mucking things up. <laughs> so, but you can see that a lot um, also in Miyazaki works with mm. their non-human characters, spirits and stuff, and how much you can say about nature and how, you know, honorable and, and good nature is versus humanity. Um, you can use it for that kind of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Is Fruit Basket another? Because I, I remember years and years ago being told I should watch that and I watched like the first episode and I was really bored, but I, I remember a, kind of transformation. I think that's a romance slice of life where the people turn into animals because they're cursed, but it's it's comedic, kind of like how in Rom No One Half, she, he turns into a girl because he's cursed. 
Uh, it's that you know, that's it. funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rob Nolan half. You are what you are. <laughs> yes. Um, and then Spice and Wolf is another one I've I've heard of, but I don't know if there's any like transformation or if it's just simply an anthropomorphic person. She's a wolf spirit. I haven't actually seen this one other than maybe a, a few episodes here and there. Um, she's a wolf spirit, but she's definitely humanoid in form. But but that, that's more again dealing with she's a spirit and not really an animal. I think I'd be very interested in seeing it. Maybe it's not so much that it needs to be an an alien or a beast or something in its own mind, but even just a human that's constrained to that form and what kind of a constraint that that puts on their thinking and puts on how they solve problems. Um, that would be very interesting to me. So like in the situation, I think probably Wolf's Reign comes the closest to it because they're thinking and they seem to be sapient from what you're describing. So I think that it could be described as being human. Oh, yeah, they, uh, they, they talk. They, they, they're, they're very much characters and people. Mm -hmm. That would be interesting, but it would also require that the world around them is not fitting that the way that like Red Wall and and Secret of Nim is. Yeah, that's that's I would enjoy that. That would be interesting to at least see. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the slime anime that we watched last week, and that one of my biggest complaints was that when he became the slime. We're not done complaining about this. Yeah. <laughs> but j j in the You're vein right. of what we're talking about, he becoming a slime didn't really limit him in any other way. There was the first yeah. episode, which I thought was really cool. He was like, I, all I can do is roll along. And no, no, there's a flower in my belly. Mm -hmm. But six episodes in, we're giving him a human form. And even before then, we give him eyes. He can talk. He, he basically gets to have everything a human wants to function. And that whole premise is kind of thrown out the window where I was very much on board with what you've been talking about. Like if they're constrained to this other form and they're like, okay, if I'm stuck as a slime and I can think like a human, how can I manipulate this? And, and mm -hmm. the lack of agency that a human usually has and having to deal with that, I think is very interesting storytelling that, that people are scared to do. Yeah. Okay. I think that's it for us. Let's, uh, we need to remind you guys we are currently watching Mob Psycho 2. The whole thing. This is, uh, this is Mob Psycho, guys. It's a big deal. Get on the game. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> All right. And then, uh, make sure you don't, don't miss out on, uh, the Baca Breakdown, Jason's weekly show where we take a scene from one of our favorite anime. Um, what are you trying to say? And watch it and we break it down. I'm trying to say they should watch your show. Oh, thank you. After yeah. they watch our show. <laughs> How else would they know to watch your show? Right. Notice I never talk about this unless they've got to the end of the regular podcast. Right. Like you have to earn the right to see Jason's show. That's right. It's your reward. <laughs> All right. Let's say goodbye. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Sayonara.